Trap Since 95, enhancing the Raptors fan experience. This is Trap Chat. It is your man, Mikey Charlie. Alongside me is Lissit. What up, man? And today, we have a special guest, the life of the party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, trap, trap. It's, got, about, it's about time we had someone else yeah. in the mix. I think we'll be doing this more often. Yeah. Especially now that the playoffs are around. That's right, playoff time. You know what I mean? You got to call on the reinforcements. You yeah. got to go a little deeper in the bench. You got to get a third opinion. You got to <laughs> exactly bench exactly. mob. You know, bench exactly. mob. So, speaking of which, it's playoffs. Raptors so far have been playing very nicely. Uh, Life of the party, what have you seen so far? Uh, what have I seen so far? I, I, I saw, you know what? A, a nervous city going into game one, and I, I feel like that reflected in the performance of the team. And um, uh, by the end of that game, I feel like we kind of had our, our playoff swagger back a little bit. Yeah. And going into game two, I feel like, uh, you know, we, we let it show a little bit. And, uh, and you know, uh, we were we were talking a little bit before we, we press record, but, um, you know, the play of Surge and the play of CJ, you know, guys that... Uh, you know, uh, we're spotty and stepping up yeah. throughout the entire season. Um, you know, them showing up makes all the difference. Uh, Surge to the starters and CJ to the bench. Sure. Let, let me think about this for a second because I wanted to talk a bit about CJ Miles and a bit about Serge Ibaka, but let's let's save that for a bit later. Right now, I just wanted to talk a bit about the fact that it's the best time in Raptor Hitch. Hey, to we, won, we won a game one. <laughs> a game we won one. a game one. That's amazing. I felt much like, you know, to, to touch on what you said, Life of the Party, I, I think that the whole city, the fan base, the team, everything surrounding basketball in Toronto felt really tense and tight going into game one. But the talent, I was pretty confident. We were talking yeah, about this. They, we thought they were going to win. Well, they needed to win the game one, and they came out and did it. Uh, they got that monkey off their back. Uh, the proof is in the pudding in game two. Like You could see that they had that swagger. They had that confidence. Uh, they played with it throughout most of the game. There were some periods where it kind of sl- slid a little bit. I'm pretty sure Alyssa's going to touch on that. But for the most part, I think that was the biggest. That was the first hurdle, at least. The thing I will say about that is... We are still very much a relatively playoff uh, inexperienced team in the playoffs. So overall, over, overall, 100%. like as a as a whole unit, because the core is is been here now. Exactly, the core has. But if you look at the benchmark, agreed. DeLon, agreed. Van Vliet. I mean, you know, they don't have NBA. We've been playing Lorenzo Brown. <laughs> they don't have NBA playoff experience, but I mean, they've been going far in, in the G League. So G League, and you know, these guys have tournament runs. I'm not saying that they're totally foreign to uh, pressure situations. And as we can see, you know, guys turned up when the pressure turned up um, but at the same time uh, you know playoff experience I think is highly underrated uh, I think that you know for instance if you look at like that Philly series you know against Miami everyone yeah. saw game one and thought oh this thing is <laughs> it's over. over it's over I didn't mm-hmm. not at all I actually I pick in Miami to win that series which is which, <laughs> that's what I think too as a matter of fact so as you speak of playoff experience that's why Serge Ibaka apart from the you know, performance that he's had so far in the playoffs he has that playoff experience he's been to the finals yeah. that's right so yeah. with, with his experience I think that will go a long way uh, for the team listen uh, the last one we did of, of Trap Chat here before we got into the playoffs I spoke a bit about CJ Miles and Serge Ibaka so it's funny you you know you brought up 
him in the uh, in the opening, because both of them in the opening. Because the truth is, I feel like they are playoff ready, as we talk about here. They they're made for this time of year, and you're starting to see the the light go on. And honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if you start to see Serge Ibaka really rise and end up with. 20 points a night. Like his numbers weren't, you know, they were, I think he had like 14 and, and 11 or something. He still averaged a double double, I think. This year. He was a consistent playoff performer when he was with Oklahoma City, yes. as I recall, if you look back on it. That's the first thing. And the second thing is, as we've noticed throughout the season, this is not Serge playing in back to back games. Three day rest, Serge Ibaka is a different player. That's He's got bounce. Yeah. He's blocking shots. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's active. And how many games are we going to play on anything less than three days rest now? You know what I mean? And there won't be any two days rest or back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. So now is when I feel like, like you said, I think Serge is going to... And Correction, I don't think he had a double-double. I think that it was just under. I think he ended up with eight or nine rebounds. Yeah. Or something. We're doing this freestyle right now, you know but, what I mean? Going but I, yeah, stats, but, I'm not, but I'm just, I started thinking about it, and it's not really... But my point is I could easily see him average now throughout the playoffs, that double-double. Yeah, especially... It, Especially when he gets involved. I find when Ibaka is involved and he's feeling nice, he plays better. And right now he's on probably the best role in his time as a Raptor. And Miles was shooting so poorly going into the playoffs. I just had a feeling that he's he's a shooter. So exactly. And once you get one going, it's they start to add up quick. And I think for a journeyman like a Miles as well, it's like ah, you know, the regular season. mm, I hear you. You know, yeah. he's looking for opportunities to steal a ring now. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't needed in the regular season. To That's be right. Like That's the, right. The bench mob was playing so nicely. He was just like the elder statesman, just watching over the kids yeah. in, in a sense. Right. But now it's time for him to come in, step up, and even as we say, like the rest of the bench mob. I'm sure during the rest of the playoff run. There's going to be well, different guys well, stepping the up. The team is different teams. without Van Vliet. So when Van Vliet was out for game one, like he didn't play too much in game two, but you saw the way the ball moves and the offense moves when he's on the floor, it's completely different. Not to say that Wright can't step into that role. And actually, oh. shockingly, I used to think that Wright was probably going to have that backup role. But I, I, at this point, I think Van Vliet's a way more steady player. And even though he didn't play too much yesterday, you saw the transition in in how the Raptors played because the offense... It's it's just insane the amount of depth that we have at point guard now. I remember years in the past where we're like, oh, okay, we have a Lowry or we have a Calderon at a time. There was a TJ Ford Calderon. Yeah, but I mean... TJ Ford. Okay, we're not going to talk about TJ Ford right now, but like the point was the depth of point guard was not strong. Now we're like, we have so many point guards that are high caliber, like we're we're looking for minutes for all of these guys. Gone, gone are the days of Jarrett Jack and Jose Calderon yes. battling for a starting point yes. guard position. Yeah, yes. no, no, like no doubt about that. And the thing that I think that uh, we forget about DeLon Wright, first of all, he had two awesome offensive games. Both games far, have been amazing. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not, holding down that I was point. not knocking him. But, but I think this, the, the difference that he brings from Fred Van Vliet is on the defensive end. Agreed. He's blocking shots. He's, he's a lot bigger. Shots. He's, he's a, a lot bigger, bigger guard. Yeah. He's, a, he's a whole other matchup, especially for 
for John Wall, who's a larger guard. Agreed. You know, and, and maybe not uh, the, the greatest matchup for Fred VanVleet defensively. And uh, Dwayne Casey has the luxury of choosing which guy he wants to play, you know, depending on the matchup. Maybe, no. maybe next series, I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but next series it might... It might be different guys. Well, if, if we make it to the next series, and I think we will, let's hope that Casey's lineups get a little better. Because we'll stay with the point guard position because it is really deep. There's no question. But the other night, or yesterday night, they, they had Brown in at the, you know, a, a good chunk of the fourth, going into the fourth quarter. And it's been Casey's, you know, situation that he goes to his bench going into the fourth quarter to give DeRozan a good chunk of rest. But the, the numbers started to add up. They went down, like, they were up, like, 22 points. And it ended up being, I'm not sure if it was six, seven. But it was single digits that, that Washington brought it back to. And yet we're still... Still here watching a guy who not hey, he I think he was probably the best player in the G League. <laughs> but but never nevertheless, in, in crunch time minutes in an important game, you need to be more selective. And I'm not saying we don't keep playing eleven players. I'm saying you still need to have a lineup. For the first time in the history of history, I am going to defend Dwayne Casey. <laughs> Because I honestly believe—that's right. Because I honestly believe that if you're going to coach and you're going to select a lineup and manage the squad and manage your rotation, uh, I feel like you got to do it the way that got you there. You know, do it the and and, and I think you have a, a a balance of team spirit and camaraderie and keeping everybody involved that you have to maintain in order for this squad to perform at its best. Our bench is one of our biggest assets. It is. We biggest. have to keep everybody involved. And, you know, as we've seen in the first few games, Bebe with some spot minutes. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Great minutes. Yeah. With, he with, changed the first with, yeah. game. Exactly. Oh, yeah. With great spot minutes. You know, Siakam has had his moments. I mean, we can't you know, the whole thing about, oh, when's he going to tighten up his rotation? When's he going to tighten up his rotation? Bravo to him yes. for, for coming into the playoffs and coaching the exact same way that he coached I through second, the regular I season. Second that notion. All right, I but let me that. clarify. I'm not saying that that he should shrink his his rotation. I'm saying the rotation should, say this, should stay the same. And if people are hurt and have to be taken out of the rotation... In must-win situations, you got to play the players that are going to let you win. And in this situation, I'm not saying Lorenzo Brown, he could turn out to be Fred Van Vliet next year. Yes. But I'm just saying right now, we need to focus on winning. And I'm not sure. You make a good point um, about the fact that camaraderie and team, and I, I hear that. But we got to win. Not, I, I understand that. Like, I understand what you're saying. Um, you know, uh, Lorenzo Brown... Having heavy minutes the fourth quarter, kind of questionable, and at the same time, I see what he's doing. You know, he's building up. You may need that may pay big dividends in the in the long run. That's right. I mean, I think uh, another indication it might be another indication that that uh, he's a little more worried about Fred Van Vliet's shoulder, uh, maybe, maybe than the, maybe than maybe it's more serious than when we're yeah, may, told. May, that that could be the case as well, right? Yeah. He didn't play. I don't think any minutes in the second half. Was no, it, right? Uh, they didn't need him. No, not, not yeah, they, and they didn't need him. Yeah. But 
uh, if that turns out to be an issue down the line, yeah. you know, Delon's got a, a little bit of a history of shoulder. We yeah, who knows? Yeah, or maybe it could be an issue where foul he figured, trouble. Or maybe he figured that Delon, you know, he needed he needed extra rest, so he couldn't push him for that whole fourth quarter. So he, you know, played Lorenzo a little bit longer. I don't know. We don't have that luxury. No, not you know, at all. In the inner workings, no, no. but and here's my thing: if we can get Lorenzo Brown some some playoff minutes, you know what I mean, some time on the clock, and escape with a victory. I think I think we've done a good thing. All I'm saying though is, when you're in the game, whether you be a starter or a bench player, it doesn't matter if you have a five-point lead, ten-point lead, twenty-point lead. Finish the game off right. Play the game from beginning to end, whistle to whistle. I was, turnovers? I, yeah, I was very disappointed with the end of the game, even though the Raptors were up 10, 15 points. It's hard to win pl- uh, yeah. garbage time in the playoffs. It's so hard. But it's not it, even then. It's turnovers throughout the yeah. whole. It's a and culture thing. Yeah, like, they it, turn the ball, ball over a yeah, lot. Yeah, and especially even at the end of the game when it didn't really matter that much, they still had some sloppy turnovers. There was one where it was an inbound pass that went straight out of bounds. Uh, like, he, he, you just have to tighten that up. It's 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 a practice thing, you know. It's mm. like a, it's just being on point. If habits, habits again, habits. I don't forming good. I don't know. Habits. I don't know who's seen. I, I think we talked about this. Who's seen the the video of Kobe breaking down uh, DeRozan's game one performance? Right. And Kobe even alluded to certain plays where uh, there's a pick set by JV, but JV didn't fully set the pick. You know, and that caused something to break down in the play, and the play wasn't as smooth as it could have been. And those are the details. Like uh, uh, Kobe kind of hit on the head. No, those are the details point. that need to be paid yeah. attention to. It's that's the difference thing. between good and great. I agree. Yeah. Uh, JV has been, well, quickly, uh, a touch on him. He's been pretty amazing. He's yeah. playoff yeah. But, Oh, yeah. He's but, just playoff mode yeah. now. He, he yeah. shifts it into his mode. But it's that attention. There is something to be said for attention to detail. Yeah, and that wasn't, and again, sorry to interject, but that wasn't just aimed at JV. That's just in Absolutely. general. Absolutely. Oh, no, no. This is his time of year. This is yeah. when he shines. This yeah. is why we didn't trade him for... Marcus Gasol yeah. or, oh, yeah. or Drummond. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, trading him for another slow foot guy, you know, yeah. that didn't make any sense. Well, no, someone no. who's older, that didn't make any sense to me. Drummond can't hit a free throw. You know, this guy steps up in big situations yeah. and makes them. He can shoot that that elbow jump shot that centers need to hit. Now, it's, it's extended a bit now. since he the like, he's still, That's yeah, well, right. He started to. And he still changes shots, and I don't yeah. know how many rebounds that he goes for underneath that he gets out-muscled for. You know, you don't see that no, very often. Well, I've said since the beginning of the year, he's should be the most dominant player in the Eastern Conference other than LeBron James. All I'm saying is he shut down Mark uh, Marcin Gortat completely in game two. There wasn't even a zero. Yeah, he is absolutely chasing those demons, you know, yeah. because he's had some really bad games against Gortat in the past, yeah. and, and you, it almost felt like he had his number because Gortat is so crafty, you know, mm-hmm. sort of both both big European guys who who like like it down in the block, you know, and like it physical, yeah. and uh, it, it's just like you're seeing again more of the maturation, you know, yes. every every year, every series, you know, you see more from him, and you want more now. Now, I just before we get out of here, I have one more thing I wanted to talk about, and that was how Washington wanted to play us. They were really happy about getting us in All this. I'm saying is anybody could get it. Yeah, yeah that's right. If you want time, it, you could get it. Time to re-examine that stance, fellas. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's time to 
If you're not a Raptor fan and you just are a Toronto sports fan, jump on the bandwagon. Well, you know what? I, right now. I, I, listen, they're all on the bandwagon, but they kind of have one leg hanging yeah. off, okay? <laughs> Pull up your leg. Let's go. Okay? Pull yeah, your I, leg up. I mean. All in or nothing. If you're, uh, if we lose a game and you come out criticizing, you ain't with me. Yeah. All right? Yeah. You ain't with us. Okay? Side. Exactly. And so, life of the, the building, party. Yep. Hold on. And I want to because we've got to get out of here. We're running out of time. But I wanted to, to ask you. What are they? What's the series? How does it finish? Well, who cares? Raptors win and move on. If we if we finish it in four or five, we get rest, you know, and the guys like Van Vliet have a, time, a chance to catch up. If it goes six or seven, we just get more playoff guy, games for these young guys, get them more experience, and and that's going to be good for us going forward. It, it's a no. It's a no lose. As long as we get through, it's no lose. I, I want this to go quick, and I don't know if it's going to be a sweep. I think Washington pulls one out. I think, and then we beat them in in Toronto, and I think that we beat them pretty badly in the next few wins too. The loss, they're gonna. It'll be a grind out win. Yeah. I feel like we gotta like try and you know. Uh, Maximize the amount of life points we go into the later rounds. With. I agree. You know what I mean? No, and, absolutely. In, in terms of energy, but also in terms of like experience points. You know, and I think that if if we can have some tight games, you know, I don't want the I don't want this to be blowout city. We stomp on these guys. I think that we'll benefit more from tight games and tight series when it comes to facing somebody like a Houston, somebody like mm. a uh, Golden State, or uh, or the way that they're playing, possibly somebody like the Pelicans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we've had enough tight games for, in our playoff history. I'd like to see some blowouts personally. Yeah, me too. And also, I'd like to see some rest. Let's, for a change, instead of LeBron and Cavs having long rest while the Raptors playing six, seven game series, let's have a little flip. Mm-hmm. Let's have the Raptors play a four game, five game series. Let's have Indiana extend this to seven, eight. Maybe even and Indiana wins. Who knows? But let's see something different this year. Yeah, well, it's already looking different. That goes definitely different. That's right. Definitely. I think that's it. This has been a blast as always. Thank you, man. Life of the party. I appreciate Cheers, it. Cheers, fellas. The Appleton is tasting great yes. and the talk was fantastic. Let's Beautiful. go Raptors. Let's All go right. Raps. With that said, you know what it is. Trapped since 95. For fans. For better. For worse. Forever. All right. Peace.